Okay, well, hello and welcome to the first ever podcast here uh, at Calvary Church. My name is Anthony Russo. I am on staff here at Calvary Church. I'm the social media coordinator. Uh, and I'm joined here by Dr. Rice, affectionately known in our community as Pastor Willie. Uh, and the intent of our podcast here, this is our first one, so we just want to let you know what you can expect, is we're just going to talk a little bit about Pastor Willie's sermon from uh, the weekend prior. So today we're going to be talking about this sermon from this last Sunday. Uh, we're going to kind of dive into it, talk about some things, some things that are going on in the world that might relate to that, things that uh, we just wouldn't have time to normally go into on a Sunday morning. But um, Pastor Willie, I was thinking, I don't, we don't have a name. We didn't discuss a name for our podcast, so I have some suggestions. Oh, you're going to throw them at me right now? Just, I just want your thoughts, okay, okay. your initial thoughts. Um, the first one is, where there's a will, there's a way <laughs> with Dr. Willie Rice. <laughs> Uh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Something to think about. <laughs> Something to think about. <laughs> um, another one, maybe a little bit more radio-y, I was thinking rice and beans. Yeah, I, I don't think that one will that's work. Not no, we're going to pass on that one. I would be beans yeah. in that scenario. <laughs> Never been called beans, but I thought maybe the thing. Uh, last one, goodwill hunting with Dr. Willie Rice. You know, we're getting closer there, you know, isn't that Matt Damon? Is that a Matt I think Damon? that's Matt and, yeah, and Ben. Yeah, so, you know, we're getting closer, but uh, maybe we need to work on it a little bit. We'll keep bit. working yeah. on it. We will name this podcast eventually, and then you can search it by name. Right now, we're just going to be the Calvary Church podcast, I think. Um, and we're going to get into this weekend. This weekend, we started a sermon series here called Thy Kingdom Come. Uh, where we're going through parables Jesus told in Matthew 13. Uh, and this week we focused on the sower and the seed. I thought it was an awesome message. Thanks, Pastor thanks. Um, but I want to focus in on, on a particular note, a particular part of the message. Uh, the, the exact part of the outline was, the kingdom of God often appears unseen, or the kingdom of God often appears unsuccessful. And we'll certainly make available the entire message if you if you happen to miss it or you want to go back on it. But just as a quick summary, the idea is the sower and the seeds, uh, three of the soils are not, are not they don't take the seed. Mm-hmm. The seed doesn't take, it doesn't produce a harvest. Um, and then there's one of the soils that right, does. Right. So what, what does this moment look like and what is our takeaway here that there is more n- unsuccessful sowing of the seed than there <laughs> yeah. is successful? Well, it is one of the most familiar stories in the Bible, uh, the sower, the seed, and the soil. And as, as you referenced, it's really about four different types of soil. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about ways in which people can respond and do respond to spiritual truth. And uh, one is the hard ground, one is the rocky ground, uh, and one is the thorny ground. And then, of course, there's the good soil. And one of the things that we sometimes miss is that three out of the four are negative. Mm-hmm. They Ultimately, they do not bear fruit, which is the whole point of sowing seed, uh, is that ultimately it bears fruit. That's what real faith looks like. That's the Christian experience that Jesus wants us to have. But in three out of four cases, it doesn't happen. And we analyzed all those cases. But I just think that's a huge truth, Anthony, that... Um, it, the kingdom of God sometimes appears unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that was the point, that you labor and you work and you, you sow, maybe you share spiritual truth with somebody you love, you're working very hard in a ministry, 
And uh, if if you take the exact percentages Jesus gave, you know, 75% of the time, it looks like a failure. Right. You know? And even when it looks like a success, immediately, some of those look like a failure later on, mm. which can even be more disappointing mm-hmm. because you thought, hey, we're gaining, we're getting somewhere, we're, we're, we're you know, we're you know, something's happening, and then later on you find out, no, it didn't. So maybe it's even harder in those cases than when somebody just rejects it outright. So I think that was the point that, you know, ministry, ministry and then maybe broader than that, just serving the Lord is hard. Mm. You know, it just, this idea that sometimes we have, um, which is, you know, you kind of hear it in in some teachers, uh, and and sometimes when we're trying to evangelize and convince people to follow Jesus, our our message kind of sounds like, hey, come to Jesus and everything will be great. You know, trust Jesus. Life's wonderful. You have joy. You have peace. We try to list all the benefits and the assets of following Jesus. Well, the reality is, Sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. Life is hard. It's hard whether you trust God or don't trust God. But even when you do trust God, it's hard. It's yeah. sometimes it's hard for different reasons, but it's still hard, and it's often unsu- it appears, I should say, unsuccessful. Right, right. and I think it's uh, you mentioned it on Sunday, but you know, I'm so unfamiliar with agrarian <laughs> illustrations. Yeah. I, I'm a born and bred city boy. Right, uh, right. So, uh, but but even if I may wade into those waters for a second, a successful plant isn't constantly producing fruit. It, there there are seasons of a healthy of a healthy plant of a healthy tree that it is it's growing and and it's not ready to be harvested. So then you have uh, again just kind of in my head I think yes three of these four are not successful from the start and then the one that is successful there's going to be seasons yeah. where you're working at it and you're and you're keeping this thing going yeah. and you're not seeing fruit necessarily. That's certainly true and uh and that's echoed in other passages and other teachings. Uh, Paul wrote in another place about the hard-working farmer mm. uh, and the idea that you don't see crops right away. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. Even in the case where it's successful, I mean, that's a great point. Even in the case where it's successful, it isn't immediately successful. Mm. Farming isn't that way. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that you work at very, very hard, and the payoff comes much, much later. Right. But when it comes, it's a big one. It's yeah. a great payoff. But the immediate response... Uh, sometimes not so much. Yeah, definitely. Well, I wanted to take a minute in our time together today because um, just to kind of pivot back to those seasons, those seasons, or, or maybe maybe you're just, you feel like you're surrounded by these moments where it appears that the kingdom of God is is unseen, unsuc- it appears it's unsuccessful. Um, and culturally, across across the world, every church in America probably these last couple of weeks has felt the loss of uh, Pastor Jared Wilson from Harvest Christian Fellowship, who uh, took his life and um, was a mental health advocate. Was someone who was right. who was really fighting for people. So, and this is not a, a lone instance, unfortunately. Not just in the in the church, not just in Christian world, but a, across the across the country. This just epidemic of mental health and this discouragement, depression, it kind of anxiety. It seems to manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Um, but I think w- again, when I heard you speaking this weekend, I was thinking, man, this is like it's it's. It's so prevalent, and it's so. Uh, it feels as if the Bible is kind of talking to us about this. When mm-hmm. in passages like this, that this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. That there's going to be there's going to be whole scores of seasons of this where it's hard. Um, so I guess I just wanted to, to chat a little bit about that and and say kind of what can we do to help those who might be in a season where where it just feels like this is not. 
the kingdom of God is not successful. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like you're there's just darkness everywhere you look. It feels like, you know, this depression, this anxiety, however it's manifesting itself. Uh, what are some ways that we can, we as a church can help these the people going through these seasons? Uh, that That's my question. Well, it's a great question, and and again, the story you reference is one that everyone in the evangelical world probably is familiar with, and those that, that don't can uh, Google it and go online and read the story of uh, of Jared, and our hearts, you know, it, it'd be good to just stop and say, here, our hearts really do go out. I don't know Jared personally. I knew of him. I knew a number of people that uh, followed him more closely, and we do have some mutual friends, um, but... Um, Obviously, our hearts go out to his family, his children, to his church, and uh, it's heartbreaking. Mm. And it really is not only heartbreaking, but it uh, causes some people to really struggle in their understanding of faith. Mm -hmm. If a successful, and by successful, I mean he had all the trappings of success, a great church, a beautiful family, uh, a successful platform, a very, by all measurements, and again, I didn't know him personally, but by all measurements, an extremely talented and gifted. And he's a young man. You know, he's got life ahead. Yeah. And 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 was a follower of Jesus, mm. spoke about his faith in Christ. How does he, a guy like that, struggle with depression, mm. as he spoke about often? Um, how does he struggle with what are commonly classified as mental health issues? And, and that's a whole even universe of conversation in itself. Um, but this, the, the, the destructive thoughts, depressive thoughts. Um, I think the thing that I want to say, first of all, is that it reminds us that people who love God very much and love Jesus very much still do struggle very much, just as people who love Jesus struggle with physical illness, mm. and they do. There are other types of illness, and again, what is commonly called mental illness, um, the fact that we struggle, the, the fact that we love Jesus doesn't mean we aren't going to have trouble in this world. Mm. And it is hard, particularly for those of us who may not struggle with, you know, prolonged periods of depression, or you don't think of yourself in that way, it, you, we tend to not to even really understand it. You right. know, how could you do this? And yeah. by the way, can I just say, I, uh, you know, I've pastored for 35 years. I, I don't know of anything that makes less sense to me than suicide. I've done several... Uh, uh, funerals for people who have who have taken their own life. It breaks my heart every time. I don't know of anything that leaves me with bigger questions. Yeah, and there are a couple that have left me with questions that I cannot answer to this day. Yeah. I don't understand. And uh, when someone says, "Hey, I, uh, how can somebody love Jesus, believe the gospel, and do that?" Mm. The answer is, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I do know that people who love Jesus still struggle with real problems. Mm -hmm. And there are all kinds of reasons that people struggle with depression, for instance. There could be physiological reasons. There are physiological reasons, Mm -hmm. chemical reasons. There are um, environmental reasons, things that happen in people's lives that we do not know what's going on behind the curtain. We don't know what they're dealing with. You ask me, the question was, what can we do? Mm -hmm. And I think the first thing we can do is demonstrate just unconditional love. I think the first thing to do is to talk about it in moments like this and say, you know what? We get it that some people are struggling. Uh, Even if I don't fully get it, you know, I don't understand it, 
I get it. Mm. I get it that people struggle. I get it that people are going through depression. And I think the important thing to say to people who are battling depression is something is this. Don't say something's wrong with you. Mm. If you just loved God more, mm-hmm. if, you just, if you just prayed this prayer, if you just had this formula, well, first of all, you don't know what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. You don't really know. Right. So be careful about talking about what you don't really know. What people need sometimes is not lecture, uh, a lecture. They just need love. Mm-hmm. They need to know somebody loves them unconditionally. And I think also in our churches, it, we need to have a safe place to talk about those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I have had people very, very close to me who have struggled with depression. They've gone through seasons in my life, uh, or in their life, where they have struggled with depression. And, um, and you can't flip a switch and just get over it. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to pray a prayer and get through it. You get through it by obeying God. You get through it by trusting God. You get through it day by day, moving in the right direction. But I promise you, if you've talked to somebody, if you know someone close who struggled with depression, it's not just something you can flip a switch and be over it. Right. And I think those people who aren't struggling with that can get frustrated because mm-hmm. you can't, unlike other diseases or other physical problems, you don't have a, you know, they it's, they can't. They don't feel like they can put their arms around it. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you feeling this way? There's no reason to feel this way. Yeah, depression doesn't need a reason. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need a reason. So I think the lesson from last week is, hey, good people, strong people, people who love the Lord still struggle. And we can't glamorize it. What Jared did is wrong. And in his best moments, he would have known that. Mm-hmm. He said it. Mm-hmm. In his best moments, he would have known the route that he took last week is only going to leave a legacy of pain for people he loves. And that's not in any way disparaging his memory, because in his best moments, he said that. And yet, people that we love and people that love the Lord really do struggle. So Mm -hmm. I think what we can do is love people unconditionally. We can listen to people, and uh, and then we can be a place that provides safe places for people to talk about how they're feeling and get help. Yeah, I love how you said that. That's so true. I think that's that echoes the feelings of a lot of us that it is if you're not going through it, it is one of the more difficult things to really put a finger on because there's a lot of things that you can sort of you can sort of say I've felt something maybe similar. Mm-hmm. Um and this just isn't one of those things. It's not it, you can't say, well, I one time I had a, you know, something bad happened to you me really and I had a rough yeah. day. It's not the same thing. I mean, it's not I haven't, and let me just say this, because, and I know it's okay uh, to say it because my wife has talked about this openly and publicly and given me permission to do so. But there was a, my, when my wife gives her faith journey story, she will talk about a period in our younger adulthood, our early marriage, where she was, you know, with kids at home and after the birth of one of our children, she struggled through a period of depression. Hmm. And I have to tell you, Anthony, that I was clueless. I really was. I was just, and we kind of laugh about it now, and she laughs with some a lot of grace and mercy, but I did not get it. And she even set through some messages I preach, and I look back and cringe, and I've had to ask for forgiveness because I didn't get it. I wasn't talking about her, of course, in the message, but I would talk about, hey, if you're discouraged, you just need to get up, turn the lights on, put some nice music on, you know, start doing the right thing. And and I meant well, yeah. but I really look back and I cringe and I go, ah, I was 
you know, I, boy, I, I was clueless mm. because I didn't even know what my own wife was going through. Yeah. And uh, but later, you know, we've talked about those things and she pressed on and worked through it. And uh, and today would tell you that that she doesn't struggle with any kind of systemic depression. Uh, it, but but she did. And mm. so it's given us a real sense of empathy and compassion for people who do. Mm. Oh, that's great. Uh, now, the first question was more from the angle of what can we as a church, uh, mm-hmm. specifically Calvary Church, but then also the church in general, what can we do to do better by people in these seasons or in these moments? Uh, so this, my second question is is to the person that is in the moment. So yeah. this this would be, you started on it there a little bit, um, but but what what can we say? What can we what can we reach out to them and say? If this is you, if you are in the middle of this, what what resources so are available, or what can we do? I've had that very thing happen where uh, there have been a couple of messages I preached where it occurred to me, I'll be talking to somebody today, uh, whether somebody listening or somebody listening online or live, mm-hmm. that may be having suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's almost a guarantee when you yeah. have a big enough crowd. And there have been a couple of times I looked right at the camera and I said, hey, if you are ready to give up, if you don't think there's any reason to go on, I am telling you that you are loved and there is hope and there is always a reason mm. to go on and trust God. And I have had on, um, I don't know how many occasions, more than once, I have actually had somebody come back to me and say, I was the person you were talking to. Wow. And I'm not saying I had some word of knowledge. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying, I just know in a big enough crowd, there's somebody there and you know, you, you, you're trying to address it. And God, God knew mm. and God's spirit spoke to that person. Uh, there may be somebody listening to this podcast and the mm-hmm. sovereignty of God. Um, who is feeling that way. And I can't tell you that, again, there's some prayer you can pray, there's something you can do, there's some pill you can take, and bing, you can get better. Right. Um, or that it's all gone. But I am telling you it's always too soon to quit. Mm-hmm. And I would say to a person, no matter how desperate they may feel today, you are loved, um, there is hope, and that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And ending your life is not it. You know, uh, it isn't. And I would remind, when people take that drastic measure, and uh, by the way, this is such a heavy topic for the first podcast, but boy, you know, I'm glad we waited in, and I know maybe somebody needs this. People don't do it because they want to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we may be talking to somebody, we have families in our church, I know, who still bear the grief of of loved ones who took their life, and I'm I'm thinking of a couple right now. They don't take their life because they want to inflict pain on their family. They take they they take a, a, that step because they just want to end their own pain in that moment. So uh, you have to learn to forgive them uh, even when they've done that. But I would just if somebody's suffering right now, you are loved. There are people who care about you, and it is always too soon to quit. Mm. Uh, there's another chapter that can be written in your life. And I also want you to know that pain sometimes is a part of our life. Mm. Jesus did not promise us a permanent and complete healing from pain or a permanent and complete healing for a deliverance from trouble in this world until he comes. Mm. Um, we, we are going to, Jesus, in fact, said the opposite. In this world, you will have trouble. Right. It is a false gospel that says, if you just have enough faith, you will not have any trouble. Mm-hmm. That's a false narrative. And it's it has more to that sounds that's honestly has more in common with witchcraft than mm. it does New Testament Christianity. Mm. Uh, New Testament Christianity is in this world you will have trouble. <laughs> There's going to be some difficult times, 
And so if you're dealing with pain, you know what? It doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean your life isn't worth living. It is still worth living, even with the pain that you have, even with the questions you have. I would say to somebody who may be listening to this, call somebody, talk to them. Of course, there's a national suicide prevention hotline, and we it, last week was like a special day uh, that people highlighted that. And you can Google National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It'll come up. If you need the number, it's 1-800-273-8255. But if somebody misses that, just Google yeah. National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And there'll be somebody to talk to. Uh, at our church, we have counselors that we recommend. Talk to a pastor. We have we partner with Baylight uh, Counseling Center here, and uh, we have uh, some pastoral counselors who meet with people in our church. So uh, we can arrange somebody to meet with you, talk with you about what you're feeling and about the hopelessness you may feel. But talk to somebody. It is always too soon to quit. You are too loved. You are too valuable. And God has too good a plan for your life for you to ever give up. Mm. And I love even how you ended this uh, sermon this last weekend. Um, again, you can go back and watch it, and we'll make a link available. But uh, you started with a letter from the from the girl that mm-hmm. wrote you the letter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, and asked ultimately, you know, does God beat the devil? Yeah. Is that, you know, it, when it boils down? Uh, and the way you, you ended the whole, the whole morning was... Yes, essentially, yes. And, and and to me, in times like this, again, like you worded so well, I, I don't know what this feels like. I don't know what it looks like. And I thought you, you said it, articulated it well. To think, man, taking, ending this pain is, is the only route. To be in that mental state, I can't even imagine. But the hope that we have that ultimately depression, anxiety, darkness, evil, this isn't what wins in yep. the end. And this, that's such a hope-giving thing. We will be healed. Jesus died for all of our infirmities, and we will be healed in time, over time, or beyond time. Mm. But we will. And uh, if it's not today or it's not tomorrow, it doesn't mean it isn't coming. And that takes us back to the parable, Mm -hmm. because one of the points of that whole parable, and the reason we're starting to talk about it, the reason Jesus gave it to us, is that some of the seed will hit good ground. Mm -hmm. And that is a reminder that God's truth will do its work. As you said, it may not be instantaneous in the farming you know, metaphor. It may not be instantaneous, but the promise in that parable is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Some seed is going to hit the good ground, and when it does, it will bear fruit 30, 60, or 100 times. And there's a promise that the kingdom of God is going to come, and the kingdom of God is ultimate. While it may look unsuccessful, it in reality is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It is unstoppable. And so the answer to... Uh, the nine-year-old girl uh, who wrote me that beautiful letter, and it was so brilliant. I just think, what a brilliant question, the way she asked it. Will God defeat the devil? Uh, the answer is yes. Yes, he will. That's the hope you have. Your healing will come, and that's why you need to be faithful today and faithful tomorrow. And if you will, trust the seed that has sown in your life to carry out its purpose. It will. Mm. And you can also sow seed Uh, by serving the Lord, knowing it will have its impact in the kingdom of God. Ultimately, it may appear unsuccessful, but it's ultimately unstoppable. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be it for our first podcast. I think we did it. Well, I'm looking forward to this, as you said at the beginning, just to have a little time uh, most every week. We may miss some weeks, you know, but our idea is to come back because every time, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a follow-up on a message mm-hmm. and a deeper dive. You know, hey, there are some questions we didn't get to talk to in a 
just a 40-minute message. So we come back and talk about some of those issues, and as we did today, talk about some of the things that are going on around us. And uh, so I'm looking forward to the the uh, opportunity to sit down and chat and uh, hope people who hear it and are blessed by it will share it with others and uh, hope it'll encourage us um, in our spiritual walk. Absolutely. And I think, you know, with a name like Rice and Beans, it'll <laughs> catch on like wildfire. We, we will get a better name. I, we will. Well, it's a working <laughs> title, Rice and Beans. <laughs> Signing off, I am the Beans, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks.